and it is my pleasure uh, to be with you this morning. I'm going to invite you to turn your attention to Isaiah chapter 63. We're going to be reading verses 7 through 9. So Isaiah chapter 63, verses 7 through 9, and hear the word of the Lord this morning. I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all that the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all of their distress, he too was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. This is God's word for us this morning. Today is January 1st. You know that. You probably feel it in your bones. You're here this morning, so you didn't stay up too late last night. And it's the first day of a new year. And for many of us, we're ready for a new start, a new beginning. It's the first few hours of a new year. How are your resolutions doing so far? It feels fresh, right? It feels like this is full of opportunity. I've noticed a few things now in my um, increasing years of age. What can sometimes happen with me, maybe this happens with you too, but what can sometimes happen with me in that week between Christmas and New Year's? And that's kind of always a weird week, right? It's kind of one of those weeks where we forget what day it is. Like time is kind of suspended. Is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? We don't know. It's just somewhere in between Christmas and New Year's. We begin to think of what is next. We begin to plan. And we begin to prepare for a new year that is quickly coming upon us. And again, I've kind of noticed a tendency within myself, maybe you notice this too, maybe it's just me. If the year that I have just experienced is great, then I'm quick to remember it, and those memories lead me to gratitude. But if the year that I just experienced was hard... I'm quick to forget those hard memories. And instead, what I really want is just to turn the page, just to move on, just to forget about all of that. And like I said, I, I notice myself doing that, but I, I don't think it's, it's just me. I noticed this past Thanksgiving, one of, um, one of our family's or my children's favorite things to do when visiting their grandparents' houses is to pull out old photo albums. You remember, like, there used to be a thing called photo albums, 
right? Photo albums, not just digital, but photo albums. They'd get those, they get the photo albums out, and in those photo albums are all sorts of old pictures of their mom or their dad, their aunts, their grandparents at like much younger ages and different stages of life. And both of their sets of grandparents have these photo albums and they've both arranged these photo albums kind of chronologically. So you can kind of start in a place and see a certain season of, of, of life. And you know what hit me this year as I was watching my children go through these photo albums during the Thanksgiving holiday? And, and what hit me is less a reflection on the photo albums that their grandparents put together and more a reflection of the pictures that we save in general. When you flip through those albums, everyone's really happy. Everyone's happy. I mean, outside of the occasional photo of the toddler or the teenager who you can tell really doesn't want to have their picture taken, everyone's pretty happy. And there were some hard things happening during the years that those photos were taken. But if you didn't know any better and you were just flipping through the album, you would have thought everything was happy. And we don't do printed photo albums as much anymore. We have digital versions, but the behavior is still the same. I mean, think about the photos that you choose to save or that you choose to share. They're the good ones, the happy ones the ones that we want to remember. Those hard moments, those difficult memories, those are the things we want to forget. So what do you do when you've had a difficult year? What do you do if you've had a season of difficult years? Well, if you're like a lot of us, you choose not to remember. You forget it. Out with the old, in with the new. But in today's scripture passage, we find the prophet Isaiah doing something different. Instead of forgetting... Isaiah is insistent that God's people remember. And our passage finds us in a year that the people of God, the people of Israel, would love to forget. They'd love to forget these years. Our passage finds us at a time when the people of Israel were finally allowed to come back to their homeland and return from exile. And so as they're coming back, as they're returning from exile, their memories, their hopes, their dreams, they were, their expectations, they all came crashing down. They returned to nothing like what they had imagined. When 
They returned home. They imagined that their life would be full of joyous memories and that it would be bountiful, but instead they found that their cities were destroyed and their life was full of extreme hardship. I mean, imagine this. Finally, after being forcefully removed from their homes, after being taken away from their land, after being taken into captivity in a foreign land, after being pressured to worship foreign and false gods, after being pressured to marry outside of their religion, after being subjected to imperial control, imperial control and economic exploitation, finally, after all of that, they get to come back home. And what do they come back to? Ruins. They come back to ruins. I mean, coming home, this was supposed to be their fresh start. This was their January 1, their new opportunity. But instead of their fresh start, they look around and they see their cities destroyed. Ruins everywhere. And everywhere they look, they remember how it was supposed to be, how it once was. It was haunting to them. And they had this moment where they realized this is not how life is supposed to be. At the very least, they were disillusioned. Many were probably in despair. I would imagine that at least a few were questioning why God would allow this sort of stuff to happen. So what does Isaiah tell them to do? What word does Isaiah speak to them on behalf of God What do you say to discouraged, disillusioned people, unable to walk into their future because they're haunted by their past? Maybe it would be interesting to first notice what Isaiah doesn't say. He doesn't say to them, just forget it and move on. Turn the page and move into a new day. Hey, people of God, out with the old, in with the new. It's a new day. He doesn't say any of that. He actually says the opposite. He commands them to remember. This is what he says. I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us, the prophet says. These beautiful opening words will lead to fuller and more specific declarations, but let's notice a few things about them specifically because they set the tone for what's about to come. Isaiah is convinced and wants to convince you as well That God is a God of action. He has done stuff. God is not this deity removed from the real world, only reachable by also removing ourselves from the real world. We don't experience and witness the presence of God by removing ourselves from the present world in an effort to reach this removed God. 
No, Isaiah is clear. God acts in our midst. It is the deeds of God in the circumstances of life that are the cause of our praise. His kindness, according to Isaiah, is not measured in emotion, but in deeds. Actual historical actions on Israel's behalf, the deeds for which he is to be praised. So what are these deeds? And let's watch together as Isaiah walks the Israelite people and us through God's family photo album. And the first picture is verse 8. He said, Surely, he meaning God, God said, Surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. Central to all of the deeds of God is the very birth of the family of God. God entering into covenantal relationship with Abraham and all his children throughout the generations back in Genesis. It was God's way of binding himself to his people forever. And so in the midst of their despair and in the midst of their suffering, they crack open the family photo album and what do they remember? Surely, you are my people. Surely, you are mine. We're only a few days removed from Christmas. And that's the holiday, the holy day, where we celebrate and remember that God is Emmanuel. God is with us. And it It might seem like you've just heard all of this, but maybe it would be helpful to trigger your memory to hear it again. Please remember, you, you are God's child, and God is your Father. He is bound to you, and you are bound to Him. He has committed himself to you. He will not leave you. He will not abandon you. So Isaiah continues his trip now through the family photo album. But this picture is a little bit different than what we would normally see. He says this, In all of their distress, God too was distressed. Let me say that again. In all of your distress, God also was distressed. And maybe this would be helpful for you. Maybe this is a helpful mental image. So instead of picturing God as sitting far above the difficulty of life and then swooping down in mercy to pull us out of it, Isaiah paints a picture of a God who sits with us and suffers with us 
experiencing our emotional and physical pain. This is the image of a God who is hungry. The image of a God who's thirsty. This is the image of a God who wept when his friend died. This is an image of a God who became what we are so that we might become who he is. And Isaiah wants God's people to remember this. Remember, he says, as you are distressed, God is too. He's with you, even in your despair. You're not alone. And finally, the prophet concludes with this final photo. In his love and in his mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. It's a pretty gripping description. This verse has stuck with me for weeks now. It's a pretty gripping description of the resilient love of God, the tender love of God, who, like a father with a heart full of love for his child, bends down and picks them up, holds them close, and carries them. You probably have pictures in your own family photo albums of moments just like that. But for most of us in this room, the days when your mom or your dad picked you up and carried you, that's just a memory stored in a photo album. That's stuff for the days of old. You're grown up now. No one is carrying you anymore. You have to carry yourself. Or at least that's what we're made to believe. No one is solving your problems anymore. No one's fixing your despair. No one's rebuilding the ruined things in your life. No one's restoring the broken things. And for some of us, In this room, 2022 was full of all of that kind of stuff. Way too full of it. And we're ready for a brand new start. We're ready to move on. Out with the old, in with the new. But before we do all of that, can I just invite you to sit down with Isaiah in God's family photo album one last time. But this time, I just want to make the words of Isaiah a little bit more personal. I, and put yourself in these scenes, I, Troy, will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, According to all of the things the Lord has done for all of us. Yes, the many good things he has done for you. According to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, 
Surely you, you are my people, my child who will be true to me. And so he became your savior. In all of your distress, he too was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved you. In his love and mercy, he redeemed you. He lifted you up and carried you all the days of old. And as we read and revisit these pictures of God's work, we remember we're not alone. God has come near. He's with you. He's with me. He's with us. And we also remember that the God of the present moment is also the God of the past and the God of the future. And if God has acted toward us with kind deeds, binding himself to us, absorbing our distress, lifting us up and carrying us through, if he's done that for us in the past, he can and he will act towards us like that in the future. The month of January, so January, gets its name, and I hate to ruin it for you here, but the month of January gets its name from a Roman deity named Janus. And Janus is pictured with two faces, one that looks backwards and one that looks forward. And in January, we often find ourselves in that spot, kind of looking both ways, looking backwards to the past, future as like one year ends and another year begins. And this passage from Isaiah is doing something like that. It looks backward at what God has done. And it encourages us to look forward at what God is doing and at what God will do. But Isaiah makes it really clear. It's Jesus, not January, that makes all of the difference for us. It's the memory of a God who is with us in the midst of our distress that saves us because it's that memory that helps us to endure. God, in his loving kindness, has acted and will act with kindness on our behalf. Let's be the people who remember. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Our Father, we are so thankful for the grace and the truth that's found in your scripture. We are thankful for your loving kindness towards us, your steadfast love.
your faithful mercy. We are thankful, Lord, that you have bound yourself to us, that you've called us your people. We're thankful, Lord, that you feel what we feel, that you're with us and we're not alone. And Lord, we're thankful that you're our Father who reaches down and picks us up and carries us through. And in these moments, I pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you would imprint on our lives the times when you have been faithful to us in the past. And may those memories of those times help us to be faithful to you in the present with the full expectation that you will do that again in the future because we can trust you. So, Lord, you have offered your life to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the power of your Spirit, we offer our lives back to you. And as we do, we're thankful. It's in your Son, Jesus' name, that we pray these things together this morning. Amen.